was young, I spent a fair amount of time sitting in the silver maple that stood in front of my childhood home. My siblings and I climbed that tree almost every day. We dangle upside down, hanging from the backs of our knees. We pose for pictures in and around that tree. It was as if she was part of our family. I climbed to her highest branches, but because they thinned on the way up, I didn't feel safe staying up there. I climb as high as possible for the feeling of accomplishment, but spend much more time in a lower crook of branches where I felt secure and content. Recently, I've had a shift in my life. It's made me feel off balance and a bit lofty instead of my usual groundedness. It's as if I'm swaying among those high branches instead of sitting on my usual perch. I'm open to new perspective but can't help wanting something a little more solid, a little more steady. What's helping me deal with the life changes and the totality of possibilities is simply coming back to my breath, a deep rhythmic pattern that is sure and true. I breathe in love. I breathe out gratitude. I'm hundreds of miles from that old silver maple, yet I appreciate the trees I see here whose branches and bark I can reach out and touch. High leaves wave to me with the wind, and low leaves crunch and crinkle on the ground. I breathe in fall and its change of colors. I breathe out appreciation for the arrival of autumn once again. Another year of seasons, similar but different. There is consistency along with the chaos. There is UUCCI, whether we are in person, outdoors, in the sanctuary, on Zoom, or at a geocluster gathering. There is steadiness along with change. Come, let us breathe together in community. We pause in the stillness to rest for a moment, to quiet ourselves so that we can feel what stirs within us. Each breath draws us closer to the pulse of life, and with each exhalation, we make room for something new. May we find in this gathering the comfort of those who care. May we encounter patience along our growing edges and compassion in our most tender spots. Here may we find the inspiration and encouragement we need to face our challenges and nurture ourselves. And in the presence of suffering across the globe, may we redouble our efforts to practice kindness where we are, with the hope that the light of our actions travel like the light of faraway stars. 
May our gestures of compassion and generosity be of, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. May our gestures of compassion and generosity seed possibility. May we travel humbly with one another, choosing reconciliation over resentment as we try to live right-sized. When life presses in and shifts us off balance, when pain assails us, when frustration mounts, may the rhythm of our breath steady us and bring us back to a place of gratitude. What a beautiful day. This month, we've been exploring the theme of embracing possibilities, a theme that kicks off our year, focused in the overarching sense of the year, to return, remember, and renew. And this month, as we focus on the challenge of embracing possibilities or relating to possibilities, regardless of what we choose to do with them, I thought it important to slow down before we go into the next month and just catch our breath. It's been a long month. It's been a long couple months. It's been a long year. It's been a long year and a half. Some people that didn't start with the pandemic. It's been a long, challenging time for many of us. And so when the worship associates got together and we planned the services for September, we talked a bit about breath and breathing and almost the quintessential non, uh, you know, non-prayer-like practice of uh, spirituality. It's almost like you think of breathing, intentional breathing, and it's almost a uh, caricature of spiritual practices. I even remember when Lori and I saw each other this week. Are we going to be like breathing together and like doing things like that? Well, kind of. But it's a little bit less like everyone here should practice the uh, breathing every day. Everyone should be good at that. Whether you're any of those Myers-Briggs type, there I go again, like last week or you're an extrovert or introvert or whatever, you should be good at it because that's the sign of spiritual enlightenment is to be good at being quiet and listening to your breath. But that's not what this is about because I actually don't think that that's true. I've tried to be good at breathing uh, and focused intentionally on breathing meditation most of my adult life and I am bad at it. But what is true, even if we're not good at intentionally doing breathing meditation in our lives, we are pretty universally good at breathing. I think you're still with me. <laughs> Unless someone's just kind of propped up. I hope you're all there. You're breathing, whether with a little support or not, maybe a little strain with, you know, the, the, the weather or allergies that should be going by. But for the most part, we're all pretty good at breathing. It's one of the most universal 
experiences as uh, human beings and as, as uh, life forms for, in, in many cases. And yet, even as it is one of the most universal forms of human experience or experience, is probably one of the most taken for granted parts of our life. It just happens. It just happens. Inhalation, exhalation. Inhalation, exhalation. So much so that if you get too focused on it, you get a little crazy. Start thinking about it, and then it gets a little overwhelming. At least for me, I don't know. So one of the things I wanted to think about is connecting breath and the idea of possibilities. And possibly, the possibility of embracing possibilities. Because within each breath, there's a gathering in the inhalation. There's a, a bringing in a lot. And then, as you hold it in, there's only one thing you can do. Exhale. You inhale. No matter how many possibilities are out there, with your breath at the very least, there's just one. Breathing it out. And that doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make your possibilities or overwhelm your, your, your paralysis by analysis, as Hattie always makes fun of me saying. <laughs> paralysis by analysis. But it does bring you back to sometimes the best thing you can do is breathe out. Is to breathe out. To not hold too long, but to let go. Lately, I've been uh, re uh, viewing this uh, uh, YouTube series that's that's a, 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 a reading and commentary of the Silmarillion. Any of you read the Silmarillion? It's the Lord of the Rings guy, J.R.R. Tolkien, but he wrote this other book called the Silmarillion that no one gets through because it's very complicated and, but it's all about building the Middle Earth and the worlds uh, way before the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit come onto the play. Anyway, you don't have to read it, but one of the things that I love about it is not only is the guy who, do, who does it really a wonderful voice to listen to, but he'll read some things, he'll read some of it, and then he'll stop, and he'll kind of explain what just happened. It's like, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's like 20 pages in two hours, so it's a little, you got to devote your time to it, but it's really interesting. And the backstory. But one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, I, um, I, I told the, um, I, I wrote the sermon title as Exalted Exhalation. Kind of a weird title. Exalted Exhalation. Well, I got another one for you. That as I was thinking about this sermon and doing it extemporaneously was, maybe we call it breath, breathing exegesis. Breathing exegesis. Anyone know the term exegesis? For those people who were deep in the church before coming here. Exegesis means to critically analyze a text. Exegesis. And breathing exegesis, or is to do exegesis on breathing. Or to breathe while you're doing exegesis. It could mean a lot of things. I'm not a, I'm not a teacher. But what I was thinking about is this text that is so complicated, the Silmarillion, which takes like one tree and names it three different things, 
none of which are English, and get for most people that that ends it. I think how easy it is for people to put things down and breathing. I see similarly. You start thinking about your breath. Nothing there. I want to put it down. And so I thought today we would engage in some breathing exegesis, but focused not on the Silmarillion, you're welcome, but on the reading we had this morning. Because I believe sometimes our readings are filled with potential, filled with nutrients, but not always fully absorbed. The inhalation of the reading. Sometimes that exhalation doesn't give it a chance to be exalted. And so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take this reading again and break it down a little bit to ponder and ask, what is it offering us in our breath practice today and in our lives as we navigate embracing possibility? Oh, I don't have glasses on. I try to fix it. Do you get what I'm doing here? Okay. And while I'm doing it, one of the things you can do is breathe. <laughs> Don't think too much, but breathe. If you need to put your hand on your chest or, you know, somewhere where you can make sure you're going in and out, that's good. We pause in the stillness to rest for a moment, to quiet ourselves so that we can feel what stirs within. We must pause. We must rest, at least for a moment. It can be a moment of break in a conversation. It can be a pause, not like a full abrupt stop, but a slowing. We must quiet ourselves to some extent to break to break the connection in order to receive this other connection, a connection within, to see if we can feel what stirs within. May we, oops, sorry, excuse me. Each breath draws us closer to the pulse of life, and with each exhalation, we make room for something new. Each breath draws us closer to the pulse of life. Sometimes the longer you pay attention to your breath, another thing starts being noticeable. Your heartbeat. You get in touch with that one. That's also a freaky one to be too, too aware of. But each breath draws us closer. You're breathing into it, breathing through it, as they say. And with each exhalation, we make room for something new. Holy moly. Each exhalation, we make room for something new. We have to let, let out in order to let more in. Can't just be taking more and more and more. And so in our processing, whether our brain or our lungs or our actions, as, as Holly started saying, um, each person, or uh, wait your turn, she'll start saying sometimes when we're in a long line, wait your turn. 
And so for every action and possibility, sometimes we need to create space by exhaling, by letting out in order to take new in. May we find in this gathering the comfort of those who care, breathing together, not taking for granted that breathing in community is powerful, not taking for granted people who care about breathing as a qualification for friendship. Do you like breathing? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Like, you know what I mean by breathing? You're like, yeah. It's like some people you talk to them and you're like, that's weird. It's like, I don't know what else is going on in that friendship, but that's a really good connection point. What do you think about breathing meditation? What, what, what do you think about when I say exalted exhalation? You might define some of your relationships more than you think. May we encounter patience along our growing edges and compassion in our most tender spots. This is where most people give up because we don't have the patience. You breathe for, you do some quiet meditation for two minutes. You're like, I'm not one with the universe. I'm not, all my problems didn't go away. And so I'm not going to be patient, least of all with myself. But these are growing edges, edges that we can soften, offering compassion in our most tender spots, the areas where pain and suffering are real. Here may we find, here may we find the inspiration and encouragement we need to face our challenges and nurture ourselves. In our breathing and in our breathing together, may this be a place where we find inspiration and encouragement to face our challenges, not just to live, but to live through our challenges and to nurture ourselves into our fuller senses of self. And in the presence of suffering across the globe, may we redouble our efforts to practice kindness where we are with the hope that the light of our actions travels like the light of faraway stars. We talked a little bit about this two weeks ago, about not thinking so much about global, global community work or global action as something that's so otherworldly cross intercontinentally, but as something that can manifest in our work right here at UUCCI with our um, donation drive or with other ways that we are recognizing the global is local and the local is global. And recognizing that through that awareness of suffering, there is a call to redouble, a call to double down to care not only for your own suffering, but for the suffering of others, whether you call yourself even suffering, but to recognize that that suffering is connected. May our gestures of compassion, this is my favorite one, may our gestures of compassion and generosity seed possibility. May our gestures of compassion and generosity seed possibility. Now we get to our word. Our inhalations, our exhalations, our breathing, it's with you the whole time. And how connected you are to your breath, how connected and aware you are uh, to the taking in and the letting out will lead to a level of 
compassion and generosity. Good? Not so good. And so the level we're looking for is good. The gestures of compassion and generosity that then what? Seed possibility. They, they throw out these possibilities of greater compassion and generosity in the world. You've done this. You've had a moment of quiet, sat in the woods, uh, been washing dishes, you know, and you're just thinking, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to, whatever, pay it forward. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to show up for this. And then, and then it, it, it leads to new things. It opens up new possibilities. This isn't a, this isn't a, um, the opposite of a science experiment. This is real. This is like a real, this is how, this is a scientific reality that your generosity and your compassion can seed more possibilities into the future. May we travel humbly with one another, choosing reconciliation over resentment as we try to live right-sized. I don't hear the word right-sized said all the time, but I, I say it a lot, and so I always like when someone writes about right-sized, because I can sometimes get worried about needing to be more involved in something or less. But when you, when, you, when you travel humbly with one another, what you do is you, you create space for them to breathe, for them to inhale and exhale, for them to share their gifts. And in that, there is not a tension or a conflict, but an opportunity to move together. There's less ego and more collective mission to live right-sized together in, in that living be grounded in compassion and justice. When life presses in and shifts us off balance, when pain assails us and frustration mounts, when life presses in and shifts us off balance, when pain assails us and frustration mounts, in some ways, I look at that as the paradox of breathing in. It's like it comes in and it's great, but the longer it's in you, the more you're needing equilibrium. It's shifting us off balance because we need to breathe out. This too shall pass with the pain that assails us when frustration mounts. It forces us into a space to create balance, to create equilibrium. And what is that through? It's through our breath, whether in metaphor or reality. And so it says, when life presses in and shifts us off balance, when pain assails us and frustration mounts, may the rhythm of our breath steady us and bring us back to a place of gratitude. May the rhythm of our breath steady us and bring us back to a place of gratitude. That rhythm of breathing in and breathing out is a rhythm of balance, is a rhythm, rhythm of taking and uh, of receiving and giving, a place of receiving gratitude and offering love in return. Our breath does not need to be some higher, mightier than thou, highfalutin 
practice of spirituality. It can be a practice of life, a practice we are more intentional with, with each passing day, but even with each passing breath. May this be a place where we breathe together, where we celebrate not only the inhale, the taking in of life, but the exhaling, the exalting of that balance, that rhythm that our breath offers us in and out, in and out, back to the place of gratitude, forward to the place of love, through the, time, through the struggles and the hardships towards a better tomorrow beginning with today. May it be so, and amen.